I'm Sylvie. Welcome to the podcast of the new school of creativity. They make me smarter. We're going to meet smart and creative people who have something to teach us. For each episode, with the artist Pierre Guité, we design a tool to help you to practice the best tips and mind tricks inspired by our guest. It should be fun and transformative. Get on board, make the world a fun place to be, let's be bold and creative. The mind creative trick of the day. Rule number six, think how you can do things better. The advice comes from Elon Musk, an inventor, a serial entrepreneur, and an investor. Voracious reader since his childhood, Elon Musk taught himself how to code in three days. He studied physics and economics. At 17 years old, he wanted to work in technology, but he didn't find a job. He co-founded Zip2, a software company with his brother, Kimball. He used the profit from that sale to co-found X.com, which with Confinity became PayPal, the only email money company at the time. He used the profits of the sale to found SpaceX, the first private company to send a spacecraft to the International Space Station and he founded Tesla Motors, the world-leading electrical car company. Elon Musk is also the chairman of Solar Cities, and he co-founded OpenAI. He launched, a few months ago, the Boring Company to increase tunneling speed and to reduce dramatically the cost, a solution to solve the traffic congestion in cities. The visionary of all times, Elon Musk, likes to focus on solving huge problems in emerging markets. To improve himself, he seeks criticism from people he can trust. He challenges himself constantly. Rule number six, to be more creative, think how you can do things better. I'm at Startup Fest in Montreal with one of the best speakers of the event, Varun Jain, the head of early stage fund of Qualcomm Ventures. Varun is a rising star in the corporate venture industry. In this episode, he shares what was disruptive for the last three years in the autonomous vehicles world and he tells us the fascinating story of how Qualcomm Ventures became the third investor in cruise automation, the startup sold to GM for over $1 billion 17 months ago. He has three important lessons to teach us. And if you want to become a successful investors like Veron Jane, download your roadmap for successful investors in the post associated with this episode. Veron Jane, 
Good morning. Good morning. We are very pleased to have you in Montreal. You live in San Francisco? Yes, I do. And can you tell us a little about you? Well, I'm an investment manager at uh, Qualcomm Ventures. Qualcomm Ventures is the corporate investment arm of Qualcomm Incorporated, which is one of the leading semiconductor companies in the world. We invest in technology companies right from the very early stages when they are still developing the product all the way to a point when they are making significant amounts of revenue and looking for additional capital to scale their efforts. What did you do before uh, to work uh, with Qualcomm? Before Qualcomm, I was actually working for Wall Street Journal for about four and a half years in India. They had a joint collaboration with an Indian news organization and started this publication called Mint, which uh, was started in 2007 in light of the reality that newspapers across the world were becoming unprofitable and going out of business. And uh, this franchise was started with the intent that how can we build a digital-first news organization that disseminates information in multiple formats, whether it is print or online or through mobile. So I worked over there for about five years, started in the product role, and when I eventually left the organization, I was leading a sales team of 70 people and responsible for about 30% of the business. And then from there on, I came to the United States to pursue my MBA. I went to the Kellogg School of Management and during my stay at Kellogg, I realized that uh, my true interest was at the intersection of technology and the many industries that technology can disrupt, which led me to this idea that I could become a venture capitalist and enable a lot of this transformation across industries using technology. So in that process and in that search, I came across Qualcomm Ventures, started working here as an intern, and over a period of time, this internship turned into a full-time investment role that I currently pursue. Can you uh, explain for the people who don't know the company? Well, Qualcomm, uh, think of it, if you have a decent smartphone in your pocket, it has Qualcomm technology inside it. Qualcomm is effectively what Intel was or is to personal computers. And not just smartphones now, any connected device that you may have in your home, inside your car, uh, today has some piece of Qualcomm technology in it. And going forward, as more and more things get connected and become intelligent, Qualcomm technology will permeate all those new paradigms because at the core of it, we are the company that makes uh, chips that allow these devices to connect to the internet and gives them the computational capability to process data and generate um, value for the end customer. Yesterday you gave a keynote talk, uh, absolutely interesting, one of the most interesting of the event, and it was about the future of automation and robotics. What was the, the main thing, the main disruptive things uh, for the last three years? Yes, yeah, so uh, my, my talk was focused primarily on autonomous cars and uh, there's a lot of hype in that ecosystem right now. 
and the objective was to decipher what truly is happening in this market so that young founders and students uh, in the room can benefit from that and understand that these are the changes happening in this trillion dollar market across the globe and figure out what is it that they can do to exploit this opportunity. So if we look at over the last three years, there have been at least seven or eight major developments uh, that have led to a significant amount of activity and interest in the space of self-driving cars. I think the first one was uh, back in 2014 when Google first came out with its concept of a fully autonomous vehicle that does not include a steering wheel or a brake. Uh, they call it the Firefly. And that really, uh, for the first time, motivated the market to think beyond uh, their conventional views and actually acknowledge and accept that autonomous cars could become a reality. Uh, Google had been talking about this since 2009, but back in 2014, I think that was an inflection point when they actually produced that model car that the auto industry stood up and took notice and realized that, hmm, maybe this is actually real and this is uh, something that they need to worry about. The second instance was the introduction of the highway autopilot technology by Tesla, which happened in October 2015. And that, I would say, was a moment that really set the cat among the pigeons as far as the auto industry is concerned because now uh, Google is still at the core uh, a media company. And yes, they were experimenting with autonomous vehicle technology, but when somebody like Tesla, which is an auto company, they came out with this technology and actually made it available to the public at large, that, uh, in my mind, created even more attention and uh, to some extent some paranoia among yes. the minds of the incumbents that this technology is becoming real mm. way faster than they ever imagined. Mm. And that led to some actions by the industry, uh, the first of first uh, one of which was this decision by General Motors mm. to buy this company called Cruise Automation for over a billion dollars. It was a two-year-old company with 40 engineers. Um, I was an investor in the company and uh, we saw GM come in and very quickly move on to buy that company within a matter of just three weeks because they realized that their internal efforts needed some support and what Cruise was doing was something phenomenal which they could use as a means to level the playing field with players like Google and Tesla that were much further ahead. You are very at the core on a certain manner. If uh, Qualcomm was in that deal, it's thanks to you. Can you tell us your short story about that? Well, Cruise was an interesting story. Uh, I had been looking for an investment in the autonomous vehicle space since 2014. And uh, I met possibly every major company in that space in the United States, in China, and in Israel. And in that process, um, 
in that investigation, I would say I came across Cruise Automation. At that time, they were building um, aftermarket kits for highway autopilot capabilities similar to Tesla. But their view was they could enable that capability in any vehicle. And uh, I met them, uh, at first, when I first came across them, I realized that the CEO of the company was a very accomplished uh, entrepreneur. He had uh, previously been involved with a company called Twitch, which had been acquired by Amazon for a billion dollars. And um, he was a very well-connected, well-known person in the Valley. On the other hand, I was a newbie investor with hardly a Rolodex in the industry and very few connections. But um, I knew what I was talking and I realized that in Silicon Valley, intellectual heft and hustle go a long way. So I thought if I can reach out to the founder of Cruise and convince him over an email why uh, his 60 minute, the 60 minutes he spends with me will not be a waste of his time, I thought I have a fair shot at getting in front of him. And uh, with that intent, and I had nothing to lose if he didn't respond. With that intent, I sent him a cold email, explained him why he should talk to me. And uh, as they say, luck plays a very big role in what we do. And he managed to somehow, like he saw my email and I managed to convince him. And uh, he responded back saying that this is the best cold email he had received from an investor ever. And he would give me a meeting. I met him. The business that he was building at that time was interesting, but not to the extent that I would like to invest. However, we had a great conversation and um, we parted ways on a good note. And then six months later, when I was talking to the CTO of one of my other companies, generally about what's happening in autonomous vehicles, he asked me, like, have you looked at Cruise? And I told him, yeah, I spoke to them six months ago. They were building this autopilot kit, which wasn't very interesting. And then he said, no, actually, they've changed their strategy significantly. And you should talk to them again. So typically when you are, you know, you've met a company, you've chosen not to invest, you generally don't go back that easily to them. But in this case, uh, as luck may have it, I heard, I got this feedback from that engineer and I sent again an email to the founder saying that, hey, we spoke six months ago, uh, I'd love to reconnect and learn where things are. And again, as luck may have it, he responded back saying, I definitely remember you. It was a great conversation. I'd love to talk to you again. And we spoke and by this time they had changed their strategy from building an autopilot kit for the highway to building a fully autonomous self-driving taxi, mm. which to me was a much more interesting opportunity. And I was fascinated by how much progress they had made within that six month period, which led me to get the conviction to make an opportunistic investment in the company and become the third largest investor. From this experience, you, uh, you wrote that you learned three lessons. The three key lessons I learned as part of this investment. The first was, I think as an investor, you have to always live in the future. You have to exploit this window of uncertainty where there is a massive societal shift that is coming, which most people believe 
will take a long, long time to come. But when you dig deeper and you understand the core technology, you understand that it's actually not that far away. And that window of uncertainty is truly your opportunity as an investor. So we have to almost always not think why something will not work, but rather think what needs to happen for something to become successful. So we always live in the future. The second thing is, I think which is very important, is in our business, you have to form a view of what's going to happen in a given market if you have to truly invest. Because otherwise it's tough to invest millions of dollars into ideas that are not yet fully baked. So you have to have a firm, a firm point of view that this is how this market is likely to play out. Sometimes we will be right, sometimes we will be wrong, mm, mm. but we need to have a point of view. And with, if I did not have a point of view on this market, I don't think I would have been able to select Cruise over the hundred other companies that I looked at. And the third piece, which I think is equally important, is that at the end of the day, investing is also a sales job. The best companies in the world have no shortage of capital. They have enough and more investors chasing them, trying to put money into those companies. And therefore, to succeed as an investor, you need to think of yourself as a salesman selling money. And you need to intelligently find that particular team that you want to give your money to. So which is why we don't hesitate from reaching out to companies that we think are doing interesting stuff. And we don't believe in the concept of sitting in leather chairs on mahogany tables and waiting for founders to come to us. We would rather go to them and convince them why they should take capital from us as opposed to anybody else. Thank you, Varun, for uh, this first episode and we'll see you for the next one. Thank you. Time to practice. Get inspired by the most visionary entrepreneur and investor of all times, Elon Musk, and the rising star in the corporate venture industry, Varun Jain, download the printable roadmap for successful investors. Think how you can do things better. Now you play. And don't miss the next week episode with Varun Jain again. This time we imagine how will the future look like and how you can be a creative strategic player. Thanks for sharing. Cheers! Thank you.